Hi friends, welcome to uh, episode 9 of the Narrow Path to Eternal Glory. Um, today I just wanted to uh, talk about living in the will of God and and uh, what that means and what I've learned through my process of uh, walking with the Lord. And um, we all all want to do God's will in, in our lives. I know I've said that many times before, but I really wasn't understanding exactly what his will was. And uh, I was just thinking the things that I wanted and my will in my life and how I'm going to make these things happen. Um, and hoping that God blesses my, uh, my journey along the way. But today I just had kind of a realization that um, if we want God's will in our life, then we need to seek him and his word and uh, stay diligent um, to his commandments and uh, to be alert um, of Satan's tactics and his uh, uh, deception and the diversions that he tries to create uh, in our lives to get us distracted and away from seeking the Lord wholeheartedly like we should. Um, But anyhow, I wrote down a couple of verses and I just am going to talk as I feel led as I read them. The first one um, is Jeremiah 29 11. This is a very popular one. A lot of us know that. Um, it is, says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. We all know that God is love and he is the creator of everything in the universe. And before there was anything in time, even time itself, there was God. Um, we don't know as mere mortals what that encompasses, but we don't need to because his ways are not our ways. But what that does mean is that if we choose to follow Christ and, and believe in our heavenly creator, then we need to have the faith. And it says, I believe in Matthew, I'm not sure exactly where, but the faith of a mustard seed can move mountains. As we all know, mustard seed's pretty small. And you're thinking, well, yeah, I have that kind of faith. Why aren't my mountains moving? But I think we need to look at it in terms of what God's will is in in his timing. So we can say, oh, well, I know he has good plans for me, but, you know, where are these good plans and when are they going to come about? We also have to realize that his time is not our time. What may seem like an eternity eternity to us may be seconds to him. We, we don't know that because like I said, it's, it's different. But getting back to the verse, he has good plans for us in our lives, for our lives. And we have to be patient and we have to have faith and know that he is going to come through and that he is good and he is always good and he'll never leave us nor will he ever forsake us. And that he indeed does have a good plan for our life if and only if we're willing to surrender to him and accept his commandments as our way of life. And sometimes that's hard because we don't want to give up certain things that we find pleasurable in life. But we know that they're not good for the soul. And uh, the only way to find true peace is if we stay in God's word and do according to what he commands us in his word. And uh, there's a lot there. And that's why we 
should stay diligent in in our uh, in our quest for the Lord. Be a man and a woman after God's own heart, like David. I just think in today's world we've gotten so distracted from the modern technologies and the conveniences of this world that we've lost reverence for the creator of the universe. We're so excited about the newest technological advance, yet it was the creator, first and foremost, that actually created these technological advances because man created it and God created man. So it kind of has, I don't know, a holy Holy Spirit trickle-down effect, so to speak, for lack of better words. But God is in charge. He is all around us. We don't see him physically because he's not in the physical realm. He's the spiritual realm of this universe. That's where he abides. And we have access to that. But we have to seek him and his word. And he will speak to us. His presence will consume us when we are wholeheartedly going after him, going after his heart. So he does have good plans for us. We just have to be in gratitude for everything. Give thanks in all things. Give thanks. Everybody says, oh, 2020, this is the horrible year. But you know what? God is doing a lot of shaking in this this season. And a spiritual revival, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit is coming upon our nation and this world and it needs to and I'm excited for what God has in store for us we have to keep our eyes on him and not live in fear there's perpetuated fear everywhere we look but we when we keep our eyes on the one who is in control then we don't have to worry we will just take shelter in in his shadows of his mighty wings. Read Psalm 91. It's a great psalm. The second verse is 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4. Verse 3 tells us, This is good and pleases God our Savior. Verse 4 says, Who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of truth. It wasn't God's plan to have any of us perish. That's not what he had in store for his creation. He wanted all of them, all of us, to have a lasting relationship with him on earth and into eternity. So it wasn't his plan. But he wanted all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth, the truth in him, that he is the one who created the heavens and the earth, who created us, who created all living things. I feel that uh, we don't hold him in the highest of respect and reverence as we should. We place him on a shelf. And when things are going good, we just keep him there. And then sometimes we'll take him down if we think that we need his help. But we need his help every second of the day. Without him, we are nothing. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, to give thanks in all circumstances, for is for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. So yes, thank you, Lord, for this day, for the provisions you have given me and my family. Thank you for the things that I've taken for granted my whole life. 
I thank you for every second of life that you've given me. In all things, we should give thanks. Even if those things aren't what we would have them to be. We're still alive. We're still here to fight another day. Give thanks in that. There's always something good in life to give thanks for. When we focus on the good things, even if that list of good things is short, when we focus on the good things, that gives us hope. And hope keeps us alive. It keeps our faith strong. Because we know that there's something good at the end of the road. Whatever that may be. And in our road of life, our path, whether whether it's the wide path, we know where that leads to destruction. But the narrow path leads to life. So I guess it's whichever road we choose to to take, the choice is ours. I personally want to take the narrow path. It's hard. But I know it's at the end of that path eternal glory, eternal life with Jesus, our Lord and Savior and God, our Creator and all of the saints, imagine (laughs) it's hard to fathom a human mind can't comprehend the awesomeness, awesomeness of God's kingdom next is Thessalonians 4 3, it is God's will that you should be sanctified that you should avoid sexual immorality I feel that this is a uh, hard thing for single people, single Christians especially, but it's important that we do not succumb to sexual immorality because not only is that a sin against God, but is a sin against ourselves, our body. And our body is the holy temple of God, our Lord and Savior. So we wanna keep that cleansed and holy for when the time comes that we are to be married and keep those relations sanctified into the marriage bed and not outside. Sexual immorality is not just premarital sex, adultery, pornography, anything that does not go according to God's will and commands for our bodies is a sin and we need to flee that and be sanctified. My last verse I would like to share is Luke 9:23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Jesus said that. Not a lot, I don't think a lot of people are really willing to uh, deny themselves, give up everything and follow Jesus. I know throughout my lifetime there's a lot of things that I didn't want to give up and I went my own my own route and that didn't fare too well for me in many situations and now I've learned throughout the years that I'm nothing without God and I'm nothing without his provisions I didn't do any of this he did his works through me and I I guess also I'm at a point in my life that uh, I'm willing to deny myself and follow him because it doesn't work the other way around. That's just my experience. And I want to be everything that, that he wants me to be. And I need to give up my selfish pleasures and my wants 
and just focus on him. And I think that's what he wants from all of us. He wants us to have good things, but he wants us to choose him first. And I really feel that's what this verse is, is leading us to understand that we have to deny ourselves and our, and our wants and our, and our needs in this world. I need a new car. I want a husband. I need a new house. I want a new job. We don't need any of that. As long as we focus on the Lord and do his will and follow his commandments, he'll give us the desires of, of our hearts because our desires will be in line with his desires. And we'll be able to live a life fulfilled and more peace and joy than we could ever imagine doing anything on our own. But I wanted to thank you for listening today and I hope these uh, verses and insight gave you a little bit more, um, I guess, additional insight, for lack of better words, into into God's word and, and his will for our lives. And, um, and I just hope that uh, you're blessed today in all you do. And may you keep your eyes on the prize, which is our Lord and Christ and Savior, Jesus. And may you have a blessed day. Thank you for listening.